My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Mehdi Daoudi, CEO and co-founder of Catchpoint. Mehdi joins us to discuss the rise of internet outages in the past few years among major internet service providers. In the summer of 2019 alone, Google had two outages, Cloudflare had an outage, and Apple had an outage. Mehdi discusses why these are happening and what the fallout is for businesses that use the services of these companies. He also discusses an opportunity, monitoring these external services to ensure that they are providing what they should be. Monitoring is a way to measure how services interact with end users, and tech managers can then show the analysis to their service providers in order to hold them accountable for their end. Anyone in the IT department should listen to this interview to learn more about the opportunities of getting the most out of IT services through monitoring and why some of these internet outages are happening. Enjoy the interview. This interview was recorded using Delta Path with Dolby Voice to deliver an in-person experience with stunning audio quality. If you enjoy the great sound quality in today's interview, visit www.deltapath.com. Discover how Delta Path with Dolby Voice can deliver an immersive communication experience with noise cancellation to you. Welcome to My Tech Decisions podcast. Today's guest is Mehdi Daoudi. CEO and co-founder of Catchpoint. Mehdi, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for having us. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. So, Mehdi, we're having on uh, to talk about all of these internet outages that have been happening over the past few years. I, I know that people are aware of it. You know, you're going through your day and all of a sudden, uh, you know, office is down or a number of websites that you use are down or you're Security as a uh, sorry, your software as a service offering is down, and it really can make an impact on businesses. So, uh, you know, many these these internet outages that are happening, some affect only one company, but others have this cascading effect and take down or slow down many sites, many services. What's happening here? What? Why is this happening? So, uh, as you mentioned, it has been happening obviously for a few years, uh, on and off. But uh, this past summer or this summer has been uh, really brutal. Uh, I mean, we've had various outages from uh, Google to uh, Microsoft to a little bit of Apple uh, and it, Cloudflare, AWS. So it's literally a uh, compounding effect uh, and it has been, I, I've never seen this. Uh, I've been in the monitoring business for 20 plus years. I was uh, uh, both at DoubleClick and now at Catchpoint. Uh, this summer has been uh, really, uh, really bad. So I, I have a theory. I think um, uh, the pace of change that organizations are making uh, has increased tremendously. Everybody's pumping features left and right, uh, increasing their infrastructure, expanding the infrastructure, etc. So I think there is this this uh, this effect happening. And also folks, are, you know, the SREs, the site reliability engineers, um, we did a survey. We do a survey every year. And this past this year, we focused a little bit on on their job and their stress level. And one of the things that struck me was the fact that folks are tired. I mean, they're doing a lot. So I think there there is a combination of of things that is creating this perfect storm. 
obviously, you know, the outcome is loss of productivity, as you mentioned it, you know, SaaS solution like Slack or Office 365 going down. This is not just like a little e-commerce company going down, right? So uh, you have a billion people using Office 365. The impact can be can be huge. Yeah, absolutely. And is it is it simply a cyber attack that's that's causing these outages? Is it against the provider, like against Microsoft or Apple? What's actually causing the outage itself, or is it you know the company's error? Uh, so obviously, people always think about security first because that's. Uh, when you have a denial of service attack, that's the first thing that uh, people think about when there is an outage. But uh, these outages that we've seen this summer have nothing uh, to do with uh, with any uh, any security related issue. Uh, there was the BGP, the Border Gateway Protocol, that had the problem um, that took down uh, Cloudflare and others uh, over the summer at the beginning of the summer. And the BGP is how uh, the internet actually works. That's how the packets are uh, being routed between one one dis- from the origin or the source to the destination. Uh, and it's a very old protocol. It's based on the trust-based uh, uh, relationship between ISPs, and, and it's a very fragile, it's a very fragile uh, uh, protocol. But um, the others had nothing to do with BGP or had nothing to do with security. I think, again, it's a change. One of the things that the main reason there is an outage or, 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 or is is a change. Uh, somebody rolls out a new feature, a new version of their software, and that's when things uh, goes sideways. And it's usually a human a human interaction, unfortunately. Uh, many businesses depend on you know these services. So when when outages do occur, you know it can really cripple the customers of some of these. Uh, companies at, at least for a few hours or, or even a few days potentially. Um, what can businesses do to monitor these? Is there anything that they can do to protect themselves when when you know these outages occur, or is it more about just paying attention, monitoring? Sure. So as you said it so nicely, when there is an outage of the magnitude of Office or Slack or one of these uh, productivity. Uh, softwares or SaaS that goes down, the impact is huge. It's not, and and and, and the worst part is not just impacting one company; it's impacting hundreds and thousands of companies, and then the ability to interact with each other uh, gets uh, gets impacted as well. So, you, literally, businesses, you know, are at standstill at this point. They, they might as well send people home uh, hmm. when uh, when you have like three, four hours of of downtime of. Uh, of a Salesforce or, or Office 365 or Gmail. <clears throat> so the first thing that people have to realize is the cloud uh, is great. It it's, makes life easier for everybody, but it's still a computer that somebody else is running, right? So it's still servers and hardware and infrastructure and data centers and network connectivity. So uh, the first thing is to make sure that people realize that. Uh, I've had some interesting conversations with folks that uh, told me that Medis, the cloud, it works, it's 100% available. Uh, there is no such thing. So the first thing is realizing that. The second is having a backup plan. So what is, what what do you do as a company if one of these products that you use and rely on so much has a problem? Uh, what do you do if Salesforce goes down? Do you have a backup plan? Do you have a, an offline method of communicating and dealing with 
your customers. So what happens if Slack goes down? I know uh, people have made jokes about that when Slack goes down, like people have um, have uh, gone into a, a P- have started having PTSD kind of thing. So you you need to have a backup solution, or at least have a documented process as of okay, this is what we do if that happens. And the third is obviously monitoring, right? The sooner you detect a problem, the better it is. There is nothing worse, and we've seen it ourselves uh, when we get impacted. You know, you don't want the, your call center or your help desk to be bombarded by thousands of employees calling or sending emails if they can. Hey, uh, am I the only one having a problem? So the sooner you know there is a problem and communicating that to the rest of the organization is, is super critical. So uh, detecting the problem is, is, the, is the most important uh, uh, piece of the puzzle, in my opinion. So, so it sounds like, you know, businesses not only need to monitor their network, their infrastructure, but also the services that they're using. How, how does that work? Uh, how does monitoring, you know, a software as a service application different from monitoring your own network? How is it possible? Is it, is it different software that you're using? Or, you know, what are some best business practices for monitoring something that you don't actually own? Sure. So that's a great question, actually. So you have to remember that the reason uh, you need to monitor these third-party services that you use is obviously to make sure that, you know, your employees are having a first-class experience, all of that. But the most important thing is you need to hold those vendors accountable. I mean, you sign a contract with uh, with uh, Salesforce or Office or uh, or Slack. There is service level agreements that you must and you should put in place with those vendors, and so you can get money back or credits back in case there is a problem. So the most important thing is what is the business outcome of monitoring, and in this particular case is actually to protect yourself and to hold that vendor accountable for their services. They promised you X, Y, and Z. How do you make sure that they're delivering X, Y, and Z, and what happens if they don't? So that's the, the most important thing. So how do you do that? So it's important to monitor uh, things from what we call the end user's perspective, because if uh, a lot of vendors try to sneak in uh, very useless service level agreements that have no teeth into them, um, and that's that's not what you want. You want SLAs that have teeth, something that you need the carrot and the stick with the, with vendors. And so it's important to monitor from where it makes sense. And in my opinion, uh, I'm a big believer on monitoring from where it matters the most, which is always the end perspective. So if you're a SaaS comp- if you are a company using SaaS so- solutions, whether it's a CRM or a, a productivity suite or whatnot, you need to make sure that you're monitoring from those endpoints, from the users. So we have different solutions that allow customers to do that uh, to make sure that we can monitor how Jane and Joe is is experiencing Salesforce and how the CEO is experiencing uh, webmail, for example. And so all that data is then collected and our customers, for example, use that to to hold those vendors accountable and and they go back to them and say, hey, you you know, we agreed on 99.9% availability an X percent latency or whatnot. And by the way, your availability was only 70%. And the other thing that this is very important, uh, Jonathan, is the, uh, the, the, the not every cloud vendor is delivering great service worldwide. 
So for example, if you're an organization and you have 15 offices or 30 offices around the world, the experience of those employees in India versus the U.S. is going to be very different. So how do you ensure that, again, every employee of yours has a first-class experience? Because we cannot, we live in a world where uh, people are accustomed to having this great consumer experience. Uh, you know, they go online at home, they go on Amazon and they order stuff and it works. Or they talk to their Alexa and it works. And then they come to the office and then things are slow. So you want this first-class experience and people are coming with that level of expectation uh, to the office these days. They expect the, the user experience to be excellent. Yeah, so it's clear if you're able to monitor, you know, what's going on, then to your point, you can hold, you know, essentially what are people that you're paying, the, the companies that you're paying accountable. My question is this, you know, if, if I'm a large organization or even a small organization with a small security team or a large organization with a ton of end users to monitor their viewpoint, uh, you know, obviously Catchpoint provides this type of monitoring software, but how, how exactly does it work from an IT um, from the IT department's perspective, you mentioned you're gathering all this data. Sure. Are you also visualizing it, or do I need to hire, you know, a, a data scientist to be able no, to no. <laughs> put that all together to interpret it? No. So, uh, no, you don't have to hire anybody. So, so basically, we provide uh, an end-user monitoring platform. It, it comes in two flavors. One is a customer base, so we monitor things from the outside in. So typically, customers like Priceline, for example, use us to make sure that people can book a trip, can book a hotel, can book a rental car, etc. So we have these uh, probes all around the world that are continuously pretending to be an end user. Think about it like a mystery, a mystery shopper in the old ways. And so our agents, that our nodes that we have deployed all around the world, pretend to be an end user and they simulate that end user activity. And so that allows you to detect as quickly as possible there is a, if there is a problem. And the, the, the IT departments that use us, so we typically work with SREs and uh, site reliability engineering, op, operation engineering, et cetera. And they basically worry about four different things. Am I reachable? Can I get to my system? Am I available? So I got to it, but was it working? Is it fast? And then the fourth pillar is how reliable, meaning... Am I consistently delivering the same levels of availability, reachability, and performance throughout the day? So that's the outside-in perspective. The most important one, the one that we're seeing a huge boom in, is this inside-out, which is now you have all these employees. I mean, some of our customers have thousands and thousands of employees, and they're spread all around the world, and they're using three to 400 different SaaS applications in some cases. How do you make sure that all of those applications are working from all their offices. So there, we deploy a dual solution. One is, again, the same mystery shopper kind of concept. So customers deploy our, our hardware or software in their, uh, in their offices that continuously monitor those SaaS applications. So I try to log into Salesforce and create a case or try to log into Zendesk or WebEx, try to start a video conference. So that's the synthetic or proactive monitoring. That's happening whether you have employees or not in the office. And then the other one is what we call a, a real user approach where customers deploy on their, uh, on their employees' laptops and desktops a little extension 
uh, and a little application that continuously listens to that particular user experience. So, for example, if Jane is having a problem with Salesforce, we record it. Or if Joe is having a problem uh, with Salesforce and he's connected to a Wi-Fi at Starbucks, we'll be able to tell that as well. So all of this data is gathered. Uh, all of this data is is, uh, is centralized in our in our systems, and then customers get alerted and they they visualize. They can see they can see heat maps. They can see geographical maps. Um, they can they can be very creative with their visualizations. But the goal is again to advance the ability to detect as quickly as possible if there is a problem. Try to identify the root cause. Is it the network? Is it one floor? One office? one ISP, for example, and then be able to escalate uh, quickly uh, to the appropriate teams. Uh, so if it's a network issue, you want to talk to the network team or to the firewall team. If it's, you know, infrastructure, it will be a different team. So people can get engaged as quickly as possible because, again, every minute is a lot of money being wasted. And then as soon as things are fixed and return to normal, how do you validate? Because there is one thing that we see a lot, Jonathan, is when things go down, they go down fast. And they go down across the globe very, very quickly. But when systems come back up, they never come back up at the same speed as they went down. So there is a much longer period of time that is required for all the systems to come back online. So how do you validate to make sure that, hey, is everybody uh, okay now with Salesforce or with Slack? Or is it, are we still having problems in India versus China versus the U.S.? Okay, well, I, I mean, there's just so much for the IT department to pay attention to nowadays. And, and I think this is one of them that, you know, not a lot of organizations are paying attention to. But to your point, you know, if you can learn that the companies that you're paying money to utilize their services are not giving you the proper ser services that you're paying for, you can end up saving money or saving resources by, you know, forcing them to give you what they promise to give you. And that's that's the real benefit of monitoring services. And then obviously the other way around, obviously, if you're one of those companies that's providing services, you want to make sure that you're providing the proper services. So no, none of your customers are going to come back to you, right? Absolutely. I mean, what you, what you, what you just said is so true. So, you know, at the end of the day, you cannot argue against metrics, right? When you have the right telemetry, when you have the right numbers, it's a universal language. It's not uh, subjective. It's very, very objective. And so it goes both ways. So the, from a customer standpoint, buying services, you know, you can hold that vendor accountable. You can get money back if there is a problem. You can also allow, it also allows you to break a contract and move to another service. There is no reason for you to get stuck with a, with a bad service. But from a vendor perspective, it also allows them to be able to, to share those numbers with the customers in a, in a very rational, uh, very objective uh, way and be able to say, listen, we're monitoring from all around the world. We're not seeing a problem. It really must be something internal. And let's, let's help each other figure out why, you know, your particular office company, ABC, in, in, in Phoenix is having a problem. None of the other offices are having a problem. So literally telemetry is this universal language that allows people to be very, very objective and have a much better conversation between business leaders and technology leaders, between between vendors and customers, and it allows this unification and allow and stops this finger pointing that we still see a lot in in most of our customers actually. 
Well, Mehdi, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast to, to you know, discuss these outages and, and to discuss what Catchpoint and other monitoring services can do. Uh, if our audience wants to learn more about uh, your organization, Catchpoint, how can they find you guys? Yeah, that's great. So uh, the best way is to, uh, to go to our website, www.catchpoint.com. We have also a great blog, uh, blog.catchpoint.com, that talks a lot about monitoring, about how to best implement monitoring strategies, how to bring outcome, business-based outcomes to your monitoring strategies, etc. So uh, follow us. Okay. All right. Well, I, I encourage everyone to do so uh, and, and really to learn more about this kind of niche topic that is, is really important to organizations. So uh, Mehdi Daudi, CEO and co-founder of Catchpoint, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Have a great day, sir. My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear, you can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions Podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Good luck with all of your installations and implementations.